Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Have you ever heard the old saying that old things have become new? Nothing really ever goes out of style. Last year, we experienced a brand new phenomenon, putting something on the blockchain virtually guaranteed demand. Today, that is not necessarily the case. The experts are even saying something like the market is saturated. In other words, there are so many projects that Web3 doesn't need any more or any more pieces currently on the blockchain. No more minting and everything needs to slow down until the market can sustain it. That's what they're trying to say. First of all, I don't agree with that. But today we will discuss why good old fashioned marketing is the key to ending this bear market. As someone who comes from the marketing background and understanding how people think, the psychology that goes into making purchases, which is primarily based on emotions, believe it or not, even the most logical person technically makes their purchases off of emotion, then they justify it with logic. But for the key things to understand how people end up making a purchase is first, they must be aware of whatever problem that they have or whatever issue is present. They have to be aware of some sort of solution or whatever is going to alleviate that problem or present a new opportunity through this thing. And then also they must desire it. So those three things really have to be in place for someone to make a purchase. As I said earlier, it is primarily through emotion, but then we justify with logic. For example, nobody really needs a Ferrari. However, we tell ourselves that we work very hard or we have the money and it is just going to do all sorts of things like appreciate because they're antiques and unlike a Honda, it is not depreciating all the time. So there's different reasons why, but at the end of the day, those are all things to really get over the fact that the reason why people want Ferraris is an emotional thing. It's going to feel cool. They get to brag about it. They get to just enjoy that engine, just fun things. It's not really about transporting from point A to point B. But since we're on the topic of Ferraris and what have you, I don't even necessarily know how I pivoted to that. What I really wanted to say is earlier last year, 10 months ago, when everything was selling out, those were really primarily the whales and most of them were already in crypto. They had that hurdle that they went over. They understood the process. They had their wallets and really NFTs were just a new layer on top of that. So they didn't really need much convincing whatsoever. Now they desire that thing and everything was selling out. But once those people start to pull back or maybe they have their liquidity tied up in other projects or they're trying to recoup and rebound in this bear market by making a whole bunch of uh, crypto purchases that's going to, in theory, rebound and go up. Once the market recovers, assuming it does, this is not financial advice, so I'm not telling you that it's going to recover, what have you, but generally speaking, most people believe that the market is down now and is going to go back up. So a lot of those people are tying up their liquidity, their funds, and all sorts of ways to ride that wave up. And it might not necessarily be in purchasing more NFTs, getting into more projects, or buying more one-of-one arts. They are going into tokens and other things such as DeFi, which allows them to make insane returns that they would not be making at banks and other traditional finance methods. So they're doing all sorts of things that might be taking their attention away from this NFT market. But even them, after that period of them just buying up everything that were already convinced, there is a wave of people such as myself that came into the space that 
weren't necessarily whales, but we saw the value of everything. We desired everything. And yes, we ended up shifting some of our uh, fiat currencies onto the blockchain, started making purchases and what have you. And right now, the current state of the market, those people that are still in it, that are still making that purchase, they they have the awareness. They see the solution that is presented by the blockchain and these NFTs. However, the issue right now is the desire. There are so many things to choose from. And do we really desire more NFTs or are we just doubling down on the projects that we're already in? Or maybe we're just holding back until there's more sure times. But definitely the desire is an issue right now. But believe it or not, 99.9% of the population neither of these three things are in line. Not only are they not aware of all these solutions and things that are offered on the blockchain, they don't know all of necessarily understand the nuances of all the problems that they have. And for sure, they're not desiring the NFTs or whatever it is on the blockchain. So when it comes to marketers now, we usually have uh, this connotation that marketers are like snake oil salesmen that are just absolutely slimy people, the worst people in the world. However, I can definitely tell you that the best marketers are people that want to have solutions to problems. They And even entrepreneurs themselves, they take on responsibility for people's problems as if they were their own. That is a quote that I've heard by, I believe it was Russell Brunson and What that really means is a truly good marketer, business person, whatever it might be, is not necessarily just selling anything just to make money. Yes, they might make money and that is the desire to make money. But what they're actually doing is taking responsibility for a problem and offering a solution. And it's really coming from a place of service and not really a place of greed. And in this market, as far as NFTs and how is this going to go forward and why did I say or have the audacity to say that marketers could possibly help a recovery in this situation is there is a lot of things that goes into marketing and it's not just necessarily sales. There is storytelling, which is connecting the dots in the minds of people, simplifying things. And for thousands of years, we've been around campfires. We've been uh, def- definitely uh, enjoying this space of storytelling. I've, I've given examples of the Greeks going off to fighting the Persians and how that whole story helped to rally the troops and so much. You can think of the earliest times in your life when you were just so fast fascinated by someone telling a story, whether it be by the fire or some kind of scary event, or if you go to a party, who usually has all the attention? It's the best storyteller. It's not necessarily the best looking person. It's not necessarily the person with the most money. It is the person that can captivate the room with a story. And that's what marketers are very good at. So these NFT projects or these art pieces telling the story that makes these things interesting and desirable, that is part of marketing. And not a lot of people really want to go down that avenue and say, this is why this should be cared about. And they want to feel like that is some sort of sleazy thing because they associate that with the shillers. And there's so many times you'll see no shilling in this space and no this, but telling a story is a little bit different. No, it is a lot different than shilling. Shilling is those snake oil salesmen that no one likes. 
But the, one of the beautiful things about storytelling is it makes complex things seem very simple. And it's putting it, whether it be in an allegory or an example, a parable, whatever it might be, it puts it in a way that whoever's listening to this can relate to it. And when it comes to having that desire and all these things, there's another thing that has to come in, which is education, which is what a lot of people don't want to do. I know I've said that a whole bunch of times on various episodes that communities and projects and founders need to educate. But marketers are very good at educating as well. It is very difficult to, no, it is virtually impossible (laughs) to sell to someone without educating them. Because if they don't know that this problem or the solution exists, there is no way that they're going to make this purchase. At some point or another, this thing has to be put in front of them and they can connect all the dots to have that desire to pull out their wallets, or in this case, still a wallet, pull out their ETH or their crypto, whatever it is, to make this purchase for these NFTs. So anyone that truly wants to sell anything in rough times has to be willing to educate. But also, there is so much distraction online. We're in a digital world with TikTok, Instagram, all these different things to just grab our attention, these apps, and then marketers, again, from all these different angles are trying to get you onto their platform or even to get you to start Netflixing or whatever it might be anything to get you off, get your focus. But so that is why really good marketers are also entertaining. We don't necessarily think of, say, uh, a marketer as entertainment business, but it is. You have to somehow get their attention and hold their attention. So whether that is making them laugh, whether that is making them fearful, making them cry, some sort of emotion. And we can think of that might sound like a horrible thing, but just think of all the movies that you've enjoyed in the last year. Just think of the shows that you've watched. And usually there is some sort of emotional attachment to that, bringing out emotion in some way or another. But at the end of the day, it was entertaining. Nobody just watches a horrible movie just for the sake of horrible movies or an emotional movie just for the sake of it being emotional. It has to be entertaining in a way that captivates you keeps you watching or listening if you're a podcast person such as myself well obviously you're a podcast person you're listening to me but what I mean is there's actual podcasts where there is stories and narratives and those types of things the more captivating and interesting it is it's just like a tv show and holding people's attention requires a level of entertainment and tying all of this stuff together people really buy from people that they know like and trust. So when it comes to these NFT projects 10 months ago, it did not matter if there were a single docs person on the team. It did not really matter where these people came from. They could have literally started a Twitter account yesterday and now they're getting ready to launch and people would have bought. But now things have gotten a lot more difficult and a lot crazy, but I will say for the better. Now, docs founders automatically check you can know them, look at their LinkedIn profile, see who they've worked with, and maybe you have a connection. Maybe you're one degree of separation away from them. Someone directly knows them. And then indirectly, you know them. But also through engagement, such as in Twitter spaces and Discord or live video interviews, whatever it might be, not only you get to know them, but you also get to like them. Because if you see that this is someone that you're aligned with, you're most likely going to spend their money with 
them as opposed to someone who might be offering the exact same thing, but you think is a complete jerk. And depending how bad it is, you might even be willing to pay a little bit more to work with the person that you already know. And then the person that's on the fence, maybe you don't know him or her that well. And their personality is a a little sketchy. And then that's where it's going to come into the last part, which is trust. This is a person that I truly believe is not going to run off with my money and go to Vegas and I'll never see him or her ever again. And they're just going to go buy a yacht and sail off into the sunset. So many rug pulls have happened over the year that some people are absolutely fearful. And even the most veteran, the most advanced people have fallen subject to either some sort of rug pull or a bad project that is set up with some nefarious intentions of people that just want to run off with money and they have no intentions of really providing any sort of value. So at this point, having that trust is key. And it's funny because we always talk about trustless systems and all these different things, but that term is for another day. But even that is a bad marketing in the sense that they're telling that story wrong because when you hear trustless system, it almost works against it. It It's counterproductive thinking, I don't want to put my money in a trustless system. But again, that comes down to marketing, education, and with these projects and these founders and these different uh, influencers, if you will, if they can cover all of these bases, the quicker that we do that, the better and faster this recovery and adoption will be. Because remember, 99.9% of the people are still not even in the ecosystem. So to say that it's over, the ship has sailed, the bubble has popped, all those different things, oversaturated, no, it might be a lot right now. However, bringing people into the ecosystem is going to change all of those numbers and the statistics. So sure, they might say it is oversaturated for today's present population within the ecosystem. However, if you ask those same experts, if they think that the space will be growing over the next year or shrinking over the next year, they'll all say growing. Well, anyone with any kind of reasonable analysis skills or just being willing to be truthful for that matter. I don't think it really takes an expert to answer that question and say, yes, in a year, there will be more people in Web3 on the blockchain with NFTs than they are today. So in that case, oversaturation is a nice blanket term that sort of uh, sums up everything, but it really doesn't do justice in the sense that saying stop all these projects, stop putting more on the blockchain, it's not solving the problem because the reverse is going to happen in a year or so if people are coming into the space and there's no more new projects coming up. You're going to have the other problem where there is more demand than supply and prices are going to be through the roof and it's going to price out a lot of those people from the market anyways. So I honestly think it is a good thing right now that more projects are launching. People are getting their feet wet. They're understanding all the nuances of interacting with the community and all of these things. But if you'd love to know some more amazing people that are executing, doing these things and doing it in a way that's just not, quote unquote, sleazy marketing snake oil salesman. A great way to get some more information is by signing up for the newsletter at niftybusinessweek.com. Weekly, I release some highlights, some articles, some great resources and interviews highlighting various companies, projects, and that is absolutely free. And for signing up for that, if you have a Wax Wallet, just by replying with your Wax Wallet when you first sign up, I will send you a free NFT. As usual, I want to thank you for taking this time, listening to this episode, spending with me as we explore and build Web3 together. I look forward to tomorrow. 
Until then, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.